in a world full of film and TV news. This just in. Breaking news for you now. We've got to interrupt you here. We have some breaking news. Some breaking news. To another story that is breaking overnight. Three men have joined forces to bring you the Hello and welcome to the Weekly Cut Podcast. I am your host, Brad, and this is co-host Connor T. Hello there. How are we? Yeah, good. Two things bigger. We won't get into it because we just had a right old uh, bitch slash chinwag off air. Yeah. You've found a new job, so you've handed in your notice at your current job. Yeah, hooray. <laughs> He's had two uh, drinks at a wine bar in London. Yep. It's feeling happy. I'm feeling a bit buzzy. And then on Saturday, you're off to a cruise. Yeah, Norway. The Fjords, is it called? Oh, yeah. That's Very it. excited. Uh, we are two nerds that bring you the latest news and reviews in TV and film. Check us out over on Twitter, at Weekly Cut. Come and join the conversation. A great little community, as we always say. And as I, again, always say every week, please, if you get a chance, leave us a review on your podcast app. It really helps us out in the rankings. And if you do leave a review... Leave your name so we can come and say hi. Yeah, we shout you out. <laughs> we do shout we you do. out. We've been yeah. good lately. Uh, now, on your Weekly Cup podcast this week, we are breaking down the brand new Across the Spider-Verse trailer. Harry Potter is getting a reboot. No, that is not a joke. And we've got all the details for you on that. The live-action Barbie movie dropped its trailer. Ryan Gosling, Margot Robbie, and a shit ton of cast. Uh, and we've got our honest opinion. Mm-hmm. Very honest. Uh, we also watched Super Mario Bros, which come out yesterday as we're recording today. Uh, and we want to share our thoughts as critics and audiences are extremely split. And I'll explain that a little bit later. Yeah. Uh, uh, also, Shrek franchise is expanding. Again, <sighs> we've got the details and all that and more. But first, before the news, it's an old game we like to play here, infamous at the Weekly Cut, called Guess the Lie. So you can play along if you want. It's simple, four statements. One is a lie, three is true. Connor is going to try and give us that. Friends, don't lie. I remembered. (laughs) But I do. Right. (laughs) First statement. Russell Crowe turned down the role of Aragon in Lord of the Rings. Okay. Jack Nicholson turned down the role of Michael Colleone. Tom Cruise turned down the role of Ferris Bueller in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And Amelia Clark almost played Anastasia in Fifty Shades of Grey. That was grey. Yeah. <laughs> Not- the immediate Clark one, I think that's true. Sounds true. Yeah. As they all do. And she looks like... The soul. Yeah. And she loved it in... Well, that sounded a bit wrong. She done well with the nudity scenes with yeah. Jason Momoa and, st- and so in, um, so in she, Game of Thrones. She was up for it. <laughs> she was up for it. I think Tom Cruise, I, I think I've heard that one. Oh, okay. Um, who was the other two? The other two was Russell Crowe turned down the role of Aragon in Lord of the Rings mm. and Jack Nicholson turned down the role of Michael Corleone, obviously played by Al Pacino in the yeah. end. I think I'm going to go Russell Crowe because I don't think he'll be approached. Well, You're locking it in. Where's he from? Is he's he uh, Australian? Yeah. I, so bet, maybe. I bet he's New Zealand now. I'm sure he's Australian. I I'm sure he's Australian. Australian. So maybe he would be approached because he's close. Good point. Mm. But Jack Nicholson could do that role. And at that time, he was probably the biggest star in Hollywood. I'm going Russell Crowe. Russell He's locked in Russell Crowe. You're wrong! Oh. You lie! Uh, on the Howard Stern show, Russell Crowe did admit that he did pass up on Lord of the Rings. It was at a time in his career when everyone wanted him for everything. Oh. And when he was speaking to Peter Jackson, he felt like Peter Jackson was being strong-armed by the studio to speak with the big star Russell Crowe. And that he had someone else in his mind, which was, of course, uh, Vigo Mortensen, who did go on to play him. But yeah, Connor, you got it wrong. Sorry. <sighs> uh, it's time for news, news, news. News, 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 news
Wait, what was the lie? Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, we <never> know. <laughs> this is the, not what's going on. The lie was Tom Cruise. Oh, I'm sure. He was, I've yeah, heard that. Never. I, I searched it. We'll, we'll confirm after. I completely yeah. made that up. Was not approached to be. I think Johnny Depp was. Okay, I can see that. I know that one for sure. He, I think he was approached. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was the lie, my friend. Good. Uh, I feel I feel buzzed. I don't know if it's because we are recording on a strange day. I'll explain at the end of the podcast why we've recorded today. Um, but I just feel buzzed. I it don't know why. It does it? feel different. Yeah, we, may have, we may have to rethink the strategy. I think so. Anyway, we're only having Pepsi Max. Well, other than Connor's two drinks with a, a certain lady. Yeah. Uh, right. Big news. This was huge news. This has been flirting around a type of reboot slash remake slash Cursed Child slash you name it has been in the works for like 18 years now, it feels like. Yeah. But on, I can't remember when it was, it was about three days ago, a live action Harry Potter TV series was reportedly in the works and now confirmed as a deal with HBO Max. That's big. The project is described as a reboot with each season being based on one of the seven books. This is far too soon, right? Far too soon. I don't know why. It's like Moana. It's just... Harry Potter is still fresh in everyone's mind, yeah. I feel. Especially because of Fantastic Beasts and whatnot. That's true. Didn't even think about that. Yeah. yeah. This is too, too soon. Well, what, I'm, I'm, I think... I don't know the exact date, but I think it's about 20 years since Philosopher's Stone slash Sorcerer's Stone for you Americans. Yeah. Um, But that's 20 years when the first one come out. So even that's not that long ago, but yeah. we've had eight films in total. And like you said, spin-offs. Yeah, and I think it's too soon to... Because they're going to have to recast. Yes. So we're going to get a new Harry Potter. Well, of course, yeah. It's a a reboot, so it's going to be starting from scratch with a young Harry Potter. Um, One thing of note, which you might be interested in, uh, J.K. Rowling Rowling, is on board with this. She's part of the project. Okay, that's good. I think that's good. We're going to come on to why people might not be happy with that in a second. But J.K. Rowling confirmed to be like a liaison to make sure the material is honourable to the source material, which was her books. Perfect. But she won't be showrunner or anything like that. Um, now, the trans community are not best pleased. I can imagine. Yeah, I can imagine. But what is your thoughts about it? I think you... Now, her thoughts aside, because mm-hmm. she's got some views... Whether she's right or wrong. Yeah, she has them. She is the creator of this franchise. She must be consulted, because she can say... Very yes true. or no. It's like George R. R. Martin. Yeah. He created the books. Whether he's he can adapt it to film or TV, whatever, it's his property. Well, I don't know if you meant to segue there, and I didn't give you my notes um f- before the podcast. So outstanding segue. I was had a point to raise to you and to get your opinion on it. Now, people might say, Oh, it's a reboot, and, and I am one of those. It feels too soon. Yeah. However, it's a it's a huge IP. I think it's about fourth or fifth in terms of highest grossing IPs of all time yeah. in the box office. So it can't just sit there. Mm-hmm. So something had to be done. And George R. R. Martin, as you just mentioned, he didn't bring his famous Winds of Winter book. That wasn't ready for season eight, was it, Game of Thrones? Yes, yeah, yeah. Now, everyone hates that series. Renownedly. Renownedly. Yeah. They didn't have any source material. Yeah. So why would they get someone to try and create something in the world of Harry Potter without J.K. Rowling, without the source material? It doesn't bode well. Amazon have tried it with Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. Yeah. There's no books to go off there. They're trying to do that and yeah. make the world. And it's not, that's again, renownedly not very well liked. So yes. do you, 
Although it's far too soon, is this the only way you think it could go? I or, think so, yeah. Or what about Cursed Child? See, I don't. I think Cursed Child works well as a play, as a TV series you or a, that, yeah, yeah, or a film. It wouldn't work. I think, like you say, this is the only way that they can do it. My only issue, yeah, The Last of Us, right? Now we played the games, watching the series. All we done was compare game to series, or a lot of the time, or they miss out this bit, miss out that bit. So say in the Deathly Hallows Part 2, yeah. Hag- we don't see Hagrid go to the giant world. We're going to compare and say, oh, they missed that bit out. Mm. So I think they've got to hit it big. They've well, got to get the big bits. Agreed. But they're lucky with that. So that is, an, again, very good example because they're lucky with the fact that I haven't read the books personally. Mm. I, I don't know about you. I think you have. Not all of them. No, okay, so a lot of people have read the books and say, I hear the same thing from everyone that's read the books and they like to tell us that they've read the books. Yeah. People always do that. Uh, uh, <laughs> and to be fair, not just Craig. If you like, they just always are like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, it's not like, like the book done it, and that's yeah. best because that was first. But anyway, there was so much they didn't touch on because the books are just so vast and huge. They didn't have time to fit into a two hour and a half mu- movie. Yeah. So that being the best example for people that don't know, when uh, sort of the Order of the Phoenix is starting to come around. Dumbledore sends Hagrid to parlay with the Giants, doesn't he? Yeah. And like as Connor just said, so we we never get to see that. In, he just comes back with his brother Grop, doesn't he? Yeah, just a bit better than Bruce. Just a bit better. <laughs> yeah. So that's an element we could tap into in the series. So yeah. I feel like you would be able to delve into the brilliant source material that is her, is her book. So it feels like a great idea to me after I've simmered with it. Yeah, do you know what? I'm excited for it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm up for it. I, I must admit, the news dropped and I went, I didn't even message us. I, I tweeted it on our Twitter and I yeah. thought, I'm going to let them sleep because it was really late um, and see what one of them say first. And then uh, I think your brother Luke said it and was just sort of like, I'll take it. And I was like, yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. But now I am well on board. I'm, I'm up for it. Yeah. 100%. Perfect. Just take, we love the films. Yeah. Take the films and take the books, put it into a series. Exactly. And we've got everything. Explore more of the wizarding world of Harry Potter. Yeah. You can maybe miss out on things they've done in the in the films. Um, that maybe you don't need to touch on, and maybe give time to something else. We can have flashbacks of Lily and James, of of Voldemort. We can exactly. have those flashbacks in, inside exactly it. Exactly yeah. that, my friend. I'm buzzing. Uh, okay, yeah, we've hyped each other up now. Okay, moving on <laughs> to something Connor does love. Yeah. Me, not so much. Uh, but in the week, the Shrek franchise has been confirmed to expand. The whole original cast from Mike Myers, Cameron Diaz, Eddie Murphy are not only in talks to return, but it's said the entire cast, so Antonio Banderas, I assume, absolutely everyone, all want Shrek 5 to happen, and it's pretty much confirmed. I'm excited for that. Really? What's the difference? I'm jumping straight. Eight. What's the oh, difference boy. between this and Toy Story 5? Stump me. <laughs> I think you've got me. Because I knew you was going to be excited for this, but I, I'm not a massive fan. While Connor gathers his thoughts, I'm yeah. not a massive fan of Shrek. I really loved the first one. I thought it was a brilliant movie. Yeah. Absolute DreamWorks, is it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant animation movie. Um, but I I started to not enjoy the movies on like the third one. I don't, I don't know why, I just didn't. Um, so now we're getting Shrek 5, uh, but you're on board for this, but you're not on board for Toy Story 5. Is it? How, how did it end? Four. I can't remember how it ended. Well, there you think, go. Maybe that's what. Yeah. Were they married? They got married at some point and lived in the castle. So did it have a perfect ending? We'll have to have a look into that. It got the storybook ending, the fairy tale ending, right. as the Shrek was. Of course. Maybe with Toy Story, because they gave us an ending where Andy gave the toys up to Bonnie and was like, right, book closed. Perfect. They opened the book back up. 
And then, mean, it was, then it was reasonably good, Toy yeah, Story 4. It was actually yeah, all right. It was okay. But uh, another ending. Why do we need another one? Yeah, okay. we've, we've, we've done this before. But I think Shrek is a type of IP where you can carry on going. Okay. Look at Puss in Boots. Very true. Uh, speaking of which, again, nice segue. Uh, I can't remember the name of the guy that created it. Uh, he's also involved in the Mario Bros. He's got a weird, weird catalogue of resume. Mm. Uh, but he was basically saying, why... And I'm not even putting this bluntly. He basically said, how comes we got a Puss in Boots uh, spin-off and not a donkey? Because donkey's much funnier. <laughs> oh, I agree. That's I, true. I agree. I, I yeah. agree with that as well. So apparently Eddie Murphy is well on board for a uh, donkey spin-off as well. He's not doing much else. Yeah, no, he's not. He's yeah. not. Uh, right. So I think it's time we move on to trailers. Two massive trailers dropped. Yeah. One we absolutely love and adore. The first one we're going to speak about, not so much. Yeah. Uh, but it's huge and we have to talk about it because it is breaking cinema trends around the globe at the minute. Yep. It's the live-action Barbie movie. <sighs> That's all I've got to say. We've got to talk about it. We have yep. to talk about it. So I don't want to, but we have to. Uh, like I said at the up top, it's Margot Robbie. She does look fantastic. She looks like Barbie. Yeah. She's she very good. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to be objective here. She looks incredible. Yep. She's a brilliant actress, so I'm sure she's going to make it fun. Ryan Gosling, massive fan of Ryan Gosling, um, from his Nice Guys movie as well with, with Russell Crowe. It's all coming around for full circle today. Yeah. Um, so funny. He's actually a very underrated like comedic actor. Yeah. Um, so he will no doubt have fun moments as Ken. Yep. Other than that, I don't know where to go, mate. I don't know what this is. I don't know who it's for. I put it in our Twitter. I don't know who this is targeted at. My only, the only thing I like about this is because Barbie has now become so inclusive and there's different colour Barbies and different colour Kens, they address that in the film. Yes. So if kids are going to see it, every Barbie and every Ken are included. That's a very good point. That's good. Okay. The jokes are not for kids. So I don't know what this is. I don't know what's going on. Good point. Um, yeah, I do like that. That's a good time to maybe bring on the cast. I mean, you've got John Cena, which was a p- absolute shock. Yeah. Uh, he was just named in the cast. So I reckon it's like a cameo. Helen Mirren. You've got Emma Mackey. All the the guy, the new Doctor Who guy. I can't remember his name. Yeah. All from Sex Education. Um, it's just absolutely mental. Uh, Simu Liu, uh, Shang-Chi actor. Yeah. He's a Ken, like you say. Um, yeah, just Isa Ray, uh, who's Spider Woman uh, yeah. in Spider Girl in Across the Spider Verse. Talking about that in a minute. Uh, Kinsley Benedict. Benedict, good shout, yeah. Connor. We just saw as the menacing villain of the Secret Invasion series. Oh, what a switch! What a switch! Jesus. Uh, this movie comes out on July twenty first, which is also the same day as Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer. Mm. I think me and Connor know what film we'll be watching. Uh, it's standard, Bobby. Look. Oh, it's just it's a tough one. We do, we do run a podcast here. Um, do we? Do, I feel like we have to see this, and it's. But yeah. I don't want to. I reckon it'll get towards the time, and I'll be like, no, I'm going to watch Oppenheimer, and that's me. Yeah, I think uh, maybe objectively we've got to just watch it. One of us. How about how about if the reviews and Rotten Tomatoes are above a certain near at a time, we'll give it a a rating. If it gets above, say, eighty two percent on Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. Or 80. If it gets 80 or above, we have to go and watch it. We'll make a pact on the podcast. Yeah. But yeah, we'll definitely go and watch Oppenheimer, but we'll, we'll see on this one. But it looks like it'll be fun for some people. Yeah, not all. 
No. But for some. For some. I'm not sure even for kids. <laughs> I, don't know who, I don't know who for. I don't know. Uh, anyway, now, do we want fun? Oh, we do. It's time for Across the Spider-Verse. We're actually going to be breaking this one down. Uh, not too in-depth, but there is quite a lot to speak about. Um, and, uh, Connor, this is your favourite Spider-Man movie of all time. Yeah, it is. And Joe, what? When we was in Super Mario yesterday, the trailer was on, and someone behind me said, what's this? And I want to turn around and throw my pop <laughs> and just say, how dare you? I'll tell you what it is, mate. Uh, <laughs> right, so... Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse comes out June 2nd. Uh, the new trailer generated 148.6 million views Ooh. in its first day. Jesus. So, the trailer starts off with Miles clearly struggling to juggle school, social life, and of course being Spider-Man. In the first movie, all the variants of Spider-Man returned home as you can't stay out of your universe for too long because you start bubbling. Yeah. That's all that thing, doesn't it? You bubble up. Uh, you bubble up. Um now, what I want to say here, it then cuts to spots, and I just want to talk about him for a second. Mm. You know the villain? Yeah. Um, I remember reading a report, and I went back to check, and I was right. He's the villain in this and the next one, quite a big character. So I think the next one's called Beyond, if I remember rightly. So this is across. First one was Into, and the next one's Beyond. Okay, yeah. He's a joke. He is a joke. <laughs> And he's uncomfortable to look at as well. I, I couldn't get on board with him because when the bread's falling out of his stomach, I thought, this is just a bit weird. This is what I wanted to ask you because I don't know the the character from the comics. I, I don't know him, but I know obviously aware of his portal abilities that they get stuck on him and he has that, you know, power. But I don't, I didn't get the impression of this is a second and third movie prominent villain. Yeah, he was no menace. He was no menace. He was robbing a, a convenience store. Maybe he gets stronger, but he's robbing a yeah. convenience store and just like bread falling out of it. Again, if you know more about the character spot and what you think might happen, hit us up on the socials at Weed Cut. Let us know because at yeah. the minute, me and Connor are a little bit lost. We love this movie. We love this franchise, but that villain spot doesn't fit the bill. Weird. However, there seems to be another antagonist in this movie, which we're going to get onto, who is cool as fuck. Um, yeah. So, uh, right, Gwen then shows up in Miles' universe asking if, if he wants to get out of here. And she brings him through the portal where she seems to be surrounded by hundreds and hundreds of different Spidermen. Mm. You will notice that they, they all have a portable device on their wrist and this is to stabilise them so they can jump to other universes that are not their own, unlike in the first movie. Blah, 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 blah. You know, we just done that noise. Yeah. <laughs> bubbling, bubbling. The bubble, bubbling. The leader and who I guess gave them the tech, is Spider-Man 2099, yeah. a.k.a. Miguel O'Hara, who I believe is half Irish, half Mexican, which is a brilliant concoction. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> interesting. Interesting. And voiced by Oscar Isaac. Really cool. Really cool. You get it immediately. The immediately. Cool vibes, uh, the line, there's a, there's a line where he says, you have no idea what you do in the way he screams it. Just absolutely brilliant. Uh, but yeah, what do you think of, you know, his look, his demeanour? He's se- we're gonna get. He seems to be a bad man yeah in a way you can tell he's the alpha spider-man yes just by the way he's built and the way he talks and the way he carries himself and oscar isaac is perfect for it 100 percent. and i think this is a it's an interesting twist having a spider-man as a as a villain what we expect yeah villain um now what we say by villain we're going to explain that in a second because there's a really key line in the trailer but i just want to catch us up to speed before we hit that so it seems 
as if Gwen wants Miles to join the group, but Spider-Man 2099 declines and even references No Way Home as he says, don't get me started on Doctor Strange and that little nerd on Universe 1999999. Not sure why they called it that. I love that line. Mm. But it's it's very confirmed to be Earth 616, that universe. So yeah, I, I wondered that. Not really sure what that meant. Maybe Sony can't do it. Yeah, maybe it's a rights issue. But then surely they can't reference i suppose they didn't reference tom holland no true but that's strange though I, it's, no, it's, it's something weird. weird there i don't know maybe it's just i don't get it I, if again if you know why they've said that then please do but it's clearly earth 616 he's referencing so yeah not. anyway <laughs> moving on um peter b parker then returns i love peter b parker yeah so do i uh, jake johnson you might everyone knows him from new girl etc um he shows up voiced by jake johnson who seems to have got back with mj yeah. And have a little ginger baby. Baby man. Baby man. <laughs> yeah. uh, I love the fact he's like spinning around. That's just very Spider-Verse. Yeah. Like he looks like the whole movie he's going to have little baby ginger baby <laughs> attached to his stomach. Like it's yeah. just brilliant. It's I, a fun little take. And he's in like a gown, dressing gown. Love it. Um, it's said in the trailer. Now this is where we start getting somewhere. It's said in the trailer by Spider-Man 2099 that Miles has the choice of saving one person or saving every world. Then it cuts to a shot of his dad falling. Yeah. Um, So it seems his dad is going to die and Miles wants to prevent that. But Spider-Man 2099 is saying you can't. A bit like Flashpoint. Yeah. So that's what what I'm getting from this trailer. Yeah. Um and Miles is like, no, and that's why, you know, they we then proceed, they all start chasing him, etc. So is that what you got? Are we do you think his dad's gonna die? Because you have yeah. to experience pain as Spider Man. That's the whole thing. Yeah, and in the in the game his dad dies. Uh, oh, of course he does. I'm assuming in the comics he must die as well. Yeah. So I'm assuming that the death has to come, but because we're across Spider Verses, yeah. maybe he can prevent it. Yeah. I yeah, forgot, I forgot about that. Yeah, in the Spider-Man game, um, it gets attacked, but the, the the sort of parade gets attacked, yeah. doesn't it? And you, that's when you're first playing as Miles Morales. Yeah, what a game that was! Oh, what a game! Number two I comes this it. year. Have you? Yeah. Oh god, such a good game. Um, here in this Spider-Man 2099 orders all Spider-Men to stop Spider-Man, and we get the iconic point in meme. Brilliant, fantastic! I love that everyone in the cinema got the reference yes. as well. Instantly, yeah. everyone laughed. Uh, really, really good. Uh, then cuts to Miles running and swinging with about 200 variants coming after him. The trailer then ends with a funny moment where there's a therapy session going on and the patient mentions Uncle Ben and the therapist sighs and says, let me guess, he died. And then Miles bursts through the wall with, again, the 200 uh, variants in shoe following him. Mm-hmm. There's even a horse. There's even a Spider-Man horse yes, there is. in the yeah. bundle. Uh, but anyway, that that's the trailer. I just wanted to run through for people so they could, you know, get the iconic lines and what it means and what maybe the story is going to be. But now, Connor, over to you. What what does this mean to you? Does it feel upped in scale? Are you excited? It's a big superhero time coming along this summer. Yeah, I, f- I feel like it lives up to the name. So we're going, we are going across the Spider Verse. Nice. And a lot of films nice. don't do it nowadays. Like you get Quantum Mania. It wasn't really quite a mania. No. It was just a bit like he touched on bits and bobs. I feel like this is just going to go mental. Yeah. The first one was outstanding. It was outstanding. One of the best comic book movies yeah. ever. Yeah, it is. And it it's will brilliant. Be tough to top it. Yeah. I do think, I think with Oscar Isaac's character, yeah. 
I think they could probably do it. I do. I really, yeah. really do. The music sounds on point again. Yep. Uh, it just looks absolutely brilliant. Like I mentioned about a superhero summer, it feels like we may be hitting a good period for superheroes because we've had a tough one of late. Oh, yeah. Um, so uh, just to remind people, we've got Guardians of the Galaxy up next. We've got Secret Invasion. We've got The Flash. Yeah. We've got Blue Beetle. All dropped trailers recently. Uh, and, of course, we've got this. So it's just a... There's got to be some bangers in there. Yeah, we've got to have a win. And this is one of them. Give us a win. Give us a win. But let us know your thoughts on the trailer. But if there's nothing more to add, Con, just cannot wait. Yeah, buzzing for it. Absolutely buzzing. Um, Right. It's time. Got Um, through that really quickly. It's time to talk about Super Mario Bros. The movie. Yeah, let's kill the buzz. Let's kill the buzz. Look. There is some good things in here, we think. Uh, we're going <laughs> to we're gonna be talking about the story, etc. Um, not a full breakdown, but just our thoughts here at the Weekly Cut. If you did really enjoy it, if you're on the side of the audiences, again, let us know what you think, If you why you enjoyed it. Did it live up to your childhood? Um, did your kids enjoy it, etc., and stuff like that. Um, but we're going to go straight into it now. It had a budget of over 100 million, so quite a lot. Yeah, that is uh, a Stacked lot. cast, I guess, but the animation looks good. We'll yeah. get into points. Um it's looking like it's doing well. It's going to make roughly 125 million, maybe more, at the domestic box office. It had a very good. I can't remember what the it was today. I think it it was something like 68 million just today. Blimey. So it's going to smash it over the five day weekend. It's going to do very, very well and definitely be the number one movie. Um, so we'll talk about where that could mean for the franchise going forward. But it, it's tracking very well. I don't know yeah. if if you wanted to know that or not, but it is 53 uh, percent critic score on Rotten Tomatoes versus 96% audience score. It's the age-old story. Of late, that is... We had it with Ant-Man and the Wasp. We had it with Black Adam. Don't know what's going on with the critics and audiences. It is weird. Um, But we're going to tell you at the end whether we landed on the audience side or the critics side. Yeah. Uh, Right. Let's start off with the big Chris Pratt elephant in the room as Mario. Did it work for you, Simply Con? No. Okay. It didn't. At the beginning, it did. So for audiences, you haven't seen it, the opening is Super Mario Bros in their Italian accents and it's actual Mario and Luigi. Brilliant. It pulls you in immediately. Yeah. That lasts all of 30 seconds and it's gone. And they're these Brooklyn, New York plumbers. Gabagool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the family are the same. Yeah. And it just, it got tiresome quickly. Very tiresome. Yeah. Uh, and that, like, like Connor just said, that advert promoting their struggling Super Mario Bros uh, plumbing business. That's the extent of the Italian accents. Yeah. Um, And then, obviously, that cuts into the real life. Speaking of real life, we're in Brooklyn. Yeah, Brooklyn, New York. What did you... What was you... I just... I can't comprehend why that that was a good choice. I... I, Yeah, I can't work out why they've done it and why they had to find a way into Mario's world. Why couldn't the Mario's be there already in another kingdom or, yeah. and be aware of Princess Peach. Yeah. Why couldn't they be plumbers for Princess Peach? <laughs> Work for the castle? Yeah. It's so easy. Yeah, it's it's a really weird take they've done. I don't know they've tried to be too clever. Yeah. And it hasn't it doesn't make sense. I don't I, I don't know if that's the way they they try to build it to connect with audiences to yeah. try and make it real life. I don't know, but for for me it didn't work and it, it seems like Connery didn't work either. Yeah. Uh not much to say on this because he pretty much wasn't really in the movie, but Luigi was completely and utterly sidelined. Yep. Don't know how you call it a Super Mario Bros movie, really. No, it was a... He's not really in it, really, is he? No, he's not. Yeah, he's, he's very much, he gets, as as the trailer alludes to, 
he gets captured, although not really captured, <laughs> just bumbles in, gets captured, and that's the extent of it. You see him in a cage, and that's it. It's a bit... He has his hero moment, yes. but... Yeah. Well, and we'll, we'll get on to that scene, but... So let's dive now into the story. Yeah. Let's pretend, Com, someone at the pub, you've had a few drinks tonight. Yeah. Let's say you're in London, transport yourself a few hours ago, you're in the middle of London, you're having a drink, okay? Mm. And then someone says, hello, mate. Hello, mate, you right? <laughs> why, why did I just go into that weird accent? <laughs> just do your normal voice, Brad. I'm going to do. I'm gonna commit to it. Hello, mate. Hello, mate. Did you go... What am I doing? <laughs> I don't know why you did. I don't know what this accent is. Forget it. Scrap the <laughs> accent. Hello, mate. Did you go and watch Mario's bro did, movie? Yeah, oh, did. you did? Yeah. What's the story, mate? <laughs> hello, governor. Hello, mate. Hello. I think I was doing that. Hey, bloke. Yeah, hey, bloke. Yeah, hey, yeah. bloke. Right, story of this film. And I'm standing over my drink waiting for you to tell me in this crowded pub what is Super Mario Bros. movie about for me and my kid? We want to go and see it. Uh, have we played the games? Nope. Uh, well, <laughs> there's nothing like the games, so good. Two plumbers. <laughs> two plumbers in Brooklyn who need to save Brooklyn. Right. There's a flood. But somehow they bumble into the famous green tubes. Yeah. They're going. They're in Mario Land. Yeah. Now. Luigi goes the wrong way. Mario goes another way. Bowser's there. Wants to marry Peach. <laughs> Peach is not interested. They Bowser wants to take over kingdoms. Peach wants to stop it. Yeah. Mario's just there. Yeah. For some reason just, everyone trusts him to be the hero. Yeah. For some yeah. For some reason he is the god. They go to they try and just connect all the kingdoms and Mario is the saviour. For some reason, because he's been there for five minutes. Yeah. Uh, Bowser tries to take over and they have a, a little war. That, let's go back to the Bowser bit. So as Connor just said, they a bit like in Ragnarok, Thor and Loki are going through the Bifrost. Yeah. And then Loki splits off and they're both brothers. Yeah, that's, a good, that's a good comparison. That's a good comparison. They're both yeah. brothers and he gets spat out one end and Thor gets spat out another end. Exactly what happens here. Yep. Mario lands in Mushroom uh, Mushroom Kingdom. Yep. Yeah. And Luigi lands in the Dark Lands, they call it. Bowser captures him. Yeah. So, this is where the, st- the story took a good turn because Bowser was really menacing at the start and really good character. Jack Black is voicing him really well. Yeah. Um, but then, I know there's going to be some gamers. I did read somewhere today that there is something called Mario Odyssey. Yep. Good game. Good game. And in that, I think he's trying to marry Princess Peach. Yeah. So, it's not an original idea. They are going off the game. So, we, we know that. Don't jump down our throats. But... I the, the movie didn't work in the cinema with him going from this menacing character to um, I want to marry her. Yeah, it, it didn't land. And if it's Super Mario Bros, which what this film was titled, yeah. the Super Mario okay. Bros game is not that he no. captures Prince and holds her against her will. Yeah, and marries her against her will. Odyssey is different, but if it's called Super Mario Odyssey, maybe yeah. it works. But it it doesn't work. I tell me if you think this because Connor knows Disney more than me and animation as a whole, really. But I I got the feeling they was almost stealing ideas from like Frozen. Hear me out. So Frozen is about two sisters. Yeah, one is sort of to be is a bit sort of bumbling and out of control, like Elsa and yeah. etc. Um, and the other one is always seem to be brought down by her almost as a, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's exactly the story they've gone for here. Yeah. And I know they didn't want, Connor mentioned it, that he quite liked it a few episodes ago that they're doing the, you know, the, the hero doesn't need to save the woman. Yeah. We get that. Yeah. And princess peach is like, 
kung fu brilliant in this and all oh, that yeah so like clearly they went down that route but yeah just the, whereas frozen story is just brilliantly done between yep. the two sisters these the the brotherly relationship in this didn't work at all no not one bit and even the i was hoodwinked in the fact that i thought Pe- peach would be the hero but yep. mario was the god yeah to the toad people i mean it don't take a lot for them to turn because this baby come through the shoot which was peach yeah and she's a princess now. But I thought Peach would take lead yeah. and Mario would be like, just like helping her out, but it didn't turn out that way. Well, tell me your thoughts on the scene then, because we're at, at, at sort of quite a, a moment in the movie here where Princess Peach, like I said, for some reason, he's this guy's landed in Mushroom Kingdom. Yeah. Four minutes later, he's meeting the, the, the Princess Peach. And he's not he's not um, shocked at all by little toad people. No. You've got to remember, he's a human person. He's coming to this land. Great point. Yeah. Just we, jogging through. Yeah. Just jumping on. Meets the squares. princess. Yeah. She's a big, tall, lovely woman, voiced by Anya Taylor-Joy. Big fan of hers. Um, and then we get the scene where she just goes, all right, then you're the hero and I'll train you. <laughs> yeah. And we get the, I need a hero. What did you think of that scene? Um, I liked it because it linked to the game. Oh, you got the level going for a level. And this Animation only, was cool as well. Yeah. This is what I liked about this film was but they don't too much, was look at the game and put as many sound bites and notes from the game in this film yeah. and that it will pass, it will get through. Yeah. To some people, the two guys behind me, loving it. Really? They were going mental. I'm hearing great things online. People, The audiences do seem to be really enjoying this movie. Yeah, but if you take it as a, as a movie, you've got to do more. That's actually very well put. Mm-hmm. I know we know it's for kids, etc. But I almost don't believe in that saying because I, you more than me, but I watch loads of animation movies that are in quote unquote meant for kids. Yeah. Yet the story, the humor, the writing is brilliant. Yeah. So, well, look at Shrek. I was about to say, for look example, at Shrek. Yeah. It's just ph- phenomenal and Frozen. Yeah. Phenomenally written. Um. So what I want to say, um. Actually, let's talk about some good stuff. Let's, let's, yeah, yeah, Because yeah. we have been, we're not going to shit on the movie. We, it sounds like we are, and we apologize. But there is a scene in this. We go to Kong Land. Is it called that? I don't know. I don't know. What it's, yeah. Kong, Kong Kingdom. Not Kong, Kong Kingdom. King, that sounds great. If it should be that, it should if be it's that. not. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Princess Peach, big part of the story. She wants to get her army after training Mario for some reason. He's the hero. Um, yeah. She then needs to expand her army of toad people to Kong as well. So they go to the leader of the Kong army, um, the dad of Donkey Kong. Yeah. Um, and he goes, I'll tell you what, you can have me army if you beat my son. Cranky Kong. Cranky. <laughs> that's, 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 is that what he's actually called? That's called Cranky Kong. Wow. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Uh, so then we get like a, again, Ragnarok reference. We get like a Hulk versus Thor, Gladiator Arena. Yeah. Donkey Kong versus Mario. Seth Rogen, I thought, was probably the best part of this movie. Perfect Donkey Kong. Perfect. Perfect, perfect Donkey Kong. Yeah. Um, so what did you think of this scene? I liked it. I liked the little nod to Gladiator. I think he said, like, I'm not entertained, but a different way yeah. he said it. Is this course. what you came to see? Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, it's a little nod. But this was the most exciting part. It was a Mario Donkey Kong battle. Yeah. And it was fun. It was fun. And it was funny. Yeah. And it was uh, Mario coming. This was the hero that Mario could be. And it was like yeah. he's... He actually has got some chops. Yeah, he's stepping into his character. Yeah. But yeah, the Donkey Kong and the Kong Kingdom was the best part of this yeah. film. And then we move on to probably the best part of the movie. Do you want to talk about the, the cart? It leads on to, what's it called? So just, should we just call it Mario Kart? Mario Kart, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and we get the Rainbow Road. Yeah. This was really cool. 
Because we had proper... Oh, it was really cool, yeah. Because in this film, we got all types of Mario, from old Mario in the in the um, yeah. cellars, or wherever it was. Yeah. In the, well, yeah, cellars. <laughs> we'll call them, we'll yeah, call them cellars. cellars. And we got the um, Odyssey, yeah. Super Mario Bros, and now we've got Mario Kart. Right. This did stand out. Because first of all, we had the Donkey Kong track, right. which is in the game, which is one of the oh, best... Is that, is that what... Driving him to Cranky Kong, is that what that was? Yeah. Gotcha. That's a level in the game, and that's one of the best... Uh, maps on the right. game and the second is probably Rainbow Road gotcha and we've got the shells we've got blue shell we've got bananas that blue shell was fantastic really good yeah, yeah yeah and it was it was so cool and it was just taking a game and put it in a cinema yeah. and it working it did really really yeah. work it was phenomenal uh, everyone's showing us all different people Princess Peach doing her thing on her bike really really cool yeah um, and then they sort of get knocked off the road and you think donkey kong and mario are dead we know they're not um and everyone's taken by bowser and then we basically get to the final showdown mm. so this is like as connor said earlier we we end up back in brooklyn yeah the whole of the dark lands bowser's kingdom gets sucked through the main green pipe that leads to brooklyn as of course it would yeah um and uh again the animation looks amazing it comes down right on to the streets of brooklyn and Bowser and Mario go toe-to-toe. Um, and then do you just want to explain sort of the star? Because I must admit, I can't really remember. So yeah. what happens with the, the brothers? <clears throat> so the star is, in the games, if you get the star, you're invincible. Oh, you right. Can, you can just take on anyone. You can run through. Yeah. So the star is basically speeds you up, makes you super strong and instructable. Right. You can take on anyone. Which they do. They do. And it was cool that they both got Yes. It. What I can't get my head around is what Bowser didn't use it to take over the kingdoms, but well, um, we'll why did I not even? Do you know what I thought that in the movie? Yeah, I know, now you've got it. He's saying it. Was it a wedding present though? Yeah, maybe. But it was. But still, like once that went sour, I go fair enough. You don't want to marry me? I'll power myself up. I love that. You're dead. This <laughs> I win. Yeah, but it was it was a good fight, and we see him, it was a good fight. You see him really taking good. on the shells and the Cooper Troopers and and everyone you think of. Yeah, and it was cool. But it was a bit like, you knew it was coming. Yeah. It was so expected, and you think, like, there was no stakes to this film. No. And you knew there was no stakes. And uh, uh, I don't think I I liked the last scene. Well, I just think, I don't think I really did. I think it just, it summed up how poorly written, in my opinion, and seems like yours, it sums up how poorly written the movie was. Yeah. It was very lazy writing, um, and it sounds like they just coasted through on the fact that people would love Mario. Bear in mind, surely a lot of their target audience is grown people now well i was thinking that a little girl behind me bless her she her parents took her to a quarter past eight showing <laughs> which is late for her yeah she was a bit distracted and she was saying who's bowser who's yeah. that red man she didn't know <laughs> but it's more for adults yeah but the kids will like the animation and the colors and the sounds will be good for them but the film can't skate through on that well let, let's just end it there before we're just going to give our scores in a second i don't think they're going to be very good but we're just going to give our scores in a second it seems there's going to be more Mario movies. Yeah. So there's two end credit scenes. One mid credit scene is a bit of fun. Bowser seems to be singing his Peach song after being miniaturized by the purple mushroom. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, blue. Blue mushroom. Sorry. Yeah. Um. So he's been um sort of shrunk down and captured with uh, Princess Peach, and then it gets to the post credit scene, and a fan favorite Yoshi. Yeah. Is being coming alive out of his shell. Um. So not pairing that with the fact that it's doing very well money wise. Uh, we'll report on that on our next podcast. And we'll let you know if it's definitely happening. Um, but yeah, it seems like we're getting more Mario movies. 
I'm in trouble because there's characters like Wario, Wallerigi, Yoshi, Daisy. There's loads you can touch on and you can see more. Uh, King Boo. We haven't seen King Boo. We see it at the wedding. Right. There's so much more. If you haven't guessed, just wanted to stop there and put a cabin. Connor's a fan of Nintendo. Because when the first bit come up and the movie was starting and it went boop, 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 I I couldn't see you because you were behind me, but I knew you was probably loving that. I was grinning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not a mess. You just rattled off loads of names there and I vaguely remember like Wario and stuff, but a lot of them I don't actually remember. So, Mm. Just want to say, Connor's a big fan. I'm a big of fan of Mario and Nintendo, so yeah, yeah. it means more to him probably that this was a bit of a failure. But my question is, as a fan of Nintendo and Mario, will you go and watch a sequel? I would be- because I'm. Um, it's like Marvel, yeah. Because I love enough. I love the games. I'll probably go see it, but they've got one more. Yeah, <laughs> one, get me in one more. One more. Well, look. Let's, let's, let's end it there then People, we're so happy audiences are enjoying it I do think there's a lot not to like in this movie so I'm, I think we agree with the critics yeah, on this score for sure. Uh, so out of 10 what are you giving it? it's a shame a 3 out of 10 wow yeah it's stinky um, I'm going to cop out a little bit and say a 4 out of 10 <laughs> Okay, but yeah so we'll average that around a 3.5 from the weekly cut yeah fair um, I will however disagree with me will you, would you recommend this? I think I would because of the animation style yeah. and it is a massive IP of Nintendo and Super Mario so you should see it for yourself yeah I think so because it's so split yeah like the, the cinema was in yesterday people loved it they people did. were laughing along enjoying it a lot of people didn't like yeah. it so it's very split see it for yourself Yeah. so it's a recommend from us but it's a low score uh, yeah that's us on Mario Bros it's time for what is on our screens tell me I'll, always, I'll never get used to Tom Hiddleston shouting at me. It's got to stop. I'll tell you, Tom. Right, um, I've only got... I've left room for just Mandalorian today. Have a little chat about that. Not Breakdown or anything like that. Don't worry, guys. Yeah. Just our thoughts. Uh, is there anything else you've watched? Uh, no, just Mandalorian. Same here. Yeah. Uh, what's your thoughts on the episode? Um, I'm really torn because there was a bit of action. It was okay. But I, I feel like they're failing with this series. It's a, that seems to be sort of the what's, what's the overarching theme from fans at the minute. This is one of this is the least favourite series. Yeah, I mean, you've got an argument to say the Mandalorian. We're talking about Bo-Katan. Yeah, and not Din Djarin. This is a Bo-Katan series. Well, he, he's being called Ken online because yeah. with Barbie, people are saying that Bo-Katan's Barbie and Din Djarin is just Ken. Yeah, I agree. Um, in this series, and it seems to be that way. Yeah, uh, we'll talk about something great at the minute. I loved the one first one duel at the end the way Bo-Katan was against Axe Wolves Woves Axe Woves was using their jetpacks on each other yeah it was really brutal and it was like yeah these Mandalorians they are fucking they mean business they don't fuck about uh, but yeah did you like that scene I did like that scene really yeah. really cool I didn't like what happened after that scene that was a bit of a stink to me so when you say that I assume you mean the passing of the Darksaber yeah I so th- you selfishly wanted Din Djarin to it I did but even if Bokasan got it, I feel like she should have won it through battle. I think there's a cop out. It's like these are two big characters. We can't have them fight each other. Let's just let it hand it off. But that was what we were sold on, no? Yeah. Did you not feel like I remember what was it? I think was it Star Wars Celebration? I think it was last year's Star Wars Celebration where where they released the big massive Mandalorian season three trailer. Yeah. And it was really hard. Even the posters had Bo-Katan and Din Djarin looking at each other with the Darksaber in between. It was yeah. a really cool poster. So tensions were high. So I expected that. We're not, like Connor said, we've, we've not got it. <laughs> Unless she turns 
but I can't see it happening. It, uh, it's a uh, it's been built up for Bo-Katan being the next big Star Wars film, yeah. and Mandalorian's propping like Din Djarin's Mandalorian's yeah. propping this up. So I can't see her turning. The only thing I can think of in the Clone Wars, Bo-Katan, she is honourable and she's good in this series, but she can be honourable to a fault where she will do anything for Mandalore. So mm. maybe she starts doing things that Din Djarin doesn't... Mando, we'll call him Mando, yeah. but Mando doesn't like, and he, he then challenges her back for the Darksaber because she's not the leader he thought she would be. A bit like yeah. Khaleesi in Game of Thrones. Yeah, I'll take that then maybe that would, would change. But I don't think it's going to go that way. And just to remind people, we've only got two episodes left. Yeah. Um, and I feel like it's just been a little bit of a waste this season, six episodes, and we've only now finally going to Mandalore, but not in the way we thought. Yeah, it's been really flat. It's like this episode was not needed. Now, everyone knows I love Back to the Future. I love Christopher Lloyd. Good segue. Let's talk about those cameos. I love Christopher Lloyd, but he just seemed too old in this. Yeah. He was shaky. He, he was taking ages to get his lines out. Yeah. I'm sure he's a, he's a capable actor. Of course he is. But I didn't see the point of him in this. No. I didn't see the point of that whole bit with the droids. And it was like old Mandalorian where I will help you, but do this side stars for me. Oh, absolute filler. Yeah. yeah. And, and Bryce Dallas Howard directed this one. I don't know if she was just trying to go for a cool <laughs> detective vibe. They were like two detectives sort of kneeling down at a crime scene. Yeah. I guess that's quite fun. I know what you're know what you're trying to do, but yeah, the whole bit with the other two cameos. You want to just mention them too? Uh, uh, yeah, Jack Black. Once I saw Jack Black, I thought, "What's going on here?" Because I, I didn't realize who was in it. And then no uh, one did. And then we saw Lizzo. Oh, for fuck's sake! So Lizzo's in this. Now I'm not a fan of Lizzo on the best of days. No. So when you put her in Mandalorian, a show I absolutely love to high heavens. I can I adore this program. Yeah. Adore the character. Put Lizzo in it. You're going to piss me off. Yeah. She's not an actor, she's a singer for one, and it was just point. It was this felt very Disney to me, yeah. It didn't feel Star Wars, it felt Disney, and it felt like let's put Lizzo in it because it'll draw more audiences in. Absolutely spot on because yeah. we just come off the back of She Hulk with Megan the Stallion, yes, yeah. It yep. seems to be a Disney thing at the minute, yeah. I'm telling you now, Kim Kardashian is coming. 100%. I've seen many times she's shown loads of interest about being in Marvel movies. Yeah. I'm telling you now, in the future, Kim Kardashian is in something. I bet she's the next She-Hulk as a lawyer, because that's <laughs> what she wanted to do. She wants to be a lawyer, Good. That's very good. Uh, pointing the dots there, yeah. connecting them. Um, look, we, again, we love The Mandalorian. There's been some brilliant action moments in this series, but the writing just is, is not working. Yeah, um, Disney are just failing as a whole at the moment. On all fronts. Yeah. Oh, jeez. When we've got Star Wars Celebration uh, the weekend... So hopefully they can try and sort of get people hyped again and bring people back on track with Lucasfilm. We'll be talking about all that on our next podcast. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's a shame. Yeah, but it is. We love Mandalorian because of Din Djarin and Mando and Grogu. Yeah. And we've not really had them. No, Grogu at all. At all. It, it was more cry, but like, and even the sounds, like more cry baby yeah. in this. It was like, what's going on He's here? He's been trained by Luke Skywalker for a bit now. Like you yeah. say, shouldn't be this, or, yeah. The Jamaican chain vest on. <laughs> Come on, what's going on? Uh, right, we'll leave it there. We'll probably be doing a breakdown actually on the next episode because it's the penultimate episode. Yeah. So we're going to see where we are. We'll go and see Mandalore and we'll see where we're leading up to the finale. And hopefully we can bring you some better review on that. Really uh, as well as all the news, of course, and Star Wars celebrations. So let's move on to Box of Scraps. Box of Scraps! What you got for me, Con? I've got no scraps. No scraps? No I've got scraps. two. One for Ooh. us each then. Uh, right. Heat two. 
What right. a movie that yeah. was, Heat, yeah. right? Uh, Michael Mann officially back to direct Heat 2, the sequel. Um, and if that didn't perk you up, Con, a good man, friend of the podcast, mm-hmm. Adam Driver, one of the best working actors today, will be playing a young Neil McCauley. For people that don't know, that was Robert De Niro's character. Yeah. Looks nothing like him. Couldn't give a shit. Doesn't matter. Couldn't give That should a draw shit. anybody in. Adam 100%. Driver should draw anyone. Heat 2, Adam Driver, enjoy. Perfect. Uh, right. Uh, last one is Jack Black confirmed a School of Rock reunion for the 20th anniversary. Ooh. Uh, I will look forward to that. Yeah. Uh, sad news, though, is do you remember that drummer died? Yeah, car crash, right? Yeah, it was a motorbike. Yeah, yeah. something of... Well, well, and I'm sure they were touching that, but... Um, yeah, love that movie. Big fans here. Uh, uh, yeah. Can't wait for that. Be weird seeing th- they're all in thirty year old. Like. Yeah, and Jack Bell's looking old. Yeah, <laughs> he's looking <laughs> yeah. old. Bloody old Bowser. Uh, right, but that's it. That's the show. Uh, as I mentioned up top, next week we will be bringing you Star Wars Celebration. It will be a little late because we've recorded a little bit early because Connor's off to the fjords yeah. cruise. So we saw Super Mario Bros. And we thought, you know what? We don't want anyone missing out on us talking load of shit. Uh, so you can <laughs> listen to us, <laughs> get it out, and then we'll be back next week. Mandalorian ep- uh, penultimate episode breakdown, Star Wars celebration. I'm hearing more trailers are on the way, such as Transformers, etc. So we'll bring it all to you. So thank you for listening to us. Yeah, and thanks for having us in your ears. 